How about that 2020? Jeffco this year. I'm Stuart McMillan, KJF News. While our newscasts were mostly dominated by COVID-19 throughout 2020, some interesting and sometimes strange stories found their way on the air. Festus was placed on a list of the most safest cities in the state, and that's not a weird story. That's a good one. They were 20th safest in Missouri, according to the National Council of Home Safety and Security, who released their annual list of cities back in January that are the safest in Missouri, with the least amount of violent and nonviolent crimes per population. Number one in the state was Webster Groves. Two local families were presented with gifts and a $5,000 check to help with medical expenses during a basketball game at Jefferson High back in February. Hoops for Hope was started by Bill and Andrea Hammock with the idea in mind to raise money through donations for families with the R7 community who have someone going through an illness or cancer. The recipients, Matt Bates, along with his daughter Amanda and Becky Husky, were recognized with a standing ovation during the 6th annual event. And in April, some amazing stories of recovery from coronavirus coming out of Mercy Hospital Jefferson. Hospital spokesperson John Winkleman. who had been here for more than four weeks, actually came in and had his first COVID-19 test, came back negative, but the doctors were sure he was sick enough to be in the hospital. And so they convinced him to stay, did a follow-up test. He did have COVID-19. He spent more than two weeks on the ventilator for breathing assistance, came off the ventilator a week ago and continued to get stronger and better. And he got to go home and he had his family members, friends, many of them in the parking lot honking their horns for him at release. We had a few dozen hospital coworkers who had cared for him and others who stood outside, kind of made a parade route for him with appropriate social distancing, made a parade route for him, clapping and cheering for him as he was wheeled out of the hospital to his car. Also in April, we learned about the Arnold Ponderosa having a new name to pay tribute to its original owner. Wesley Rogers Steak and Buffet started on April 1st. Before that name changed, the location was only one of two Ponderosas left in the state, the other being in Washington, Missouri. Wesley Roger Griffith founded and operated the Arnold Ponderosa from 1989 until his death in 2016. And an elderly couple from Hillsboro both passed away within a day of each other in April. Susan Taucher passed away on a Wednesday at the age of 78, while her husband, Edward, passed away on a Thursday at the age of 83. They were buried in the Good Shepherd Cemetery in Hillsboro. According to the family, both Susan and Edward fostered and mentored many children in the area over the years. They had been married for over 58 years. Who did they save? A horned owl. That's who. Ron Harder with the Rock Community Fire Protection District. Firefighters drove over there and see if they could help the neighbors, and when they were there, they found that an owl's wing had some fishing line around its right wing, and it was twined around a branch, and it was putting the bird, obviously, in distress. So the neighbors, after they had called, they didn't know what to do, so the firefighters were able to access the owl by using the neighbor's roof right across from the tree. They took a long pole, what we call a pike pole, that we use in firefighting, and they were able to reach over to the bird and loosen the twine and uh, free the owl's wing. The owl was taken to the World Bird Sanctuary and they released it back into the wild thereafter. A Festa City Councilman faced with multiple charges from an incident that occurred in April. KJF's Corey Johnson has the uh, interesting story. 
Kyle Wilkie, who is the councilman of Ward 2 in Festus, is charged with resisting arrest, parking in a prohibited place, littering, violating the animal leash law, and failing to comply with a lawful request. According to reports, it was just after 7 p.m. back on April 18th when police found Wilkie at the intersection of North Mill and West Main Street in Festus. At the time, Wilkie appeared to be under the influence of a stimulant and was acting strangely towards officers. While on scene, officers found Wilkie's vehicle parked in the right lane of West Main Street blocking the road. When asked by officers to move the vehicle, Wilkie reportedly refused and sat down in defiance. In addition, Wilkie was said to let loose four chickens in the area alongside placing a birdhouse decoration on a nearby street sign. He also placed other decorations in nearby Schneider Park. Wilkie reportedly dropped a glass floodlight on the street, breaking it, and then allegedly ran aggressively toward an officer with broken glass in his hand. When police told Wilkie they were placing him in protective custody, he then cursed at them and tried to walk away before ultimately resisting arrest by flailing his arms and pulling away from the officers. According to Festus City officials, a special prosecutor is taking care of the case. Wilkie has a scheduled hearing on Monday, September 21st in front of Judge Timothy Scott Miller at the Jefferson County Courthouse in Hillsboro. Reporting for Regional Radio News, I'm Corey Johnson. Is that not the strangest story of 2020? Well, you be the judge. We learned in May from the Crystal City Police Department that someone trying to run over people with an excavator happened at the Platten Rock Boat Club, Chief Chad Helms. When our officers arrive, they do confront a guy in an excavator, and he's running the machinery, and he's trying to run over vehicles and swinging the bucket back and forth, trying to strike people. So our officers tried to get the suspect to shut off the excavator, and he wouldn't comply with our officers. Our officers ended up having to break the window out of the excavator, and they were able to safely remove this suspect and take him into custody. Luckily, no one was injured. But he did cause about $6,000 worth of damage while on narcotics he hit some power lines causing a small power outage in that area as well. The suspect was a 44-year-old man from St. Louis. For the past few years Craig Hill has been co-host of the KJF Morning Show and host of the Trading Post heard Monday through Friday at 9:30. Earlier this year Craig the Thrill Hill was diagnosed with throat cancer. He says it was a long and trying road for the last six months, but in June received some great news. He's able to ring that bell, cancer-free. He was hoping to return to the KJF airwaves soon after that, and he has. He's hosted the morning show, even with yours truly. Two dogs died in a hot car in June in High Ridge. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported the owner allegedly cranked up the air conditioning as high as it would go, but the car quit running. The owner reportedly left the two dogs in the car while attending a lecture about becoming a dog trainer. In late June, rock firefighters rescued a baby bird stuck in a storm drain in Arnold. It was a killdeer chick that was spotted by a woman coming out of the CVS pharmacy. The rescue took all about five minutes. Don't cry over spilt beer? You might after this story. An 18-wheeler flipped over on I-55 at Highway 67 in July. Captain Gary Spaulding with the Festus Fire Department. There was one tractor trailer on its side. Um, it had lost its load. It was full of uh, beer. He had just picked it up and was headed to Texas. The driver was not injured. It took approximately about three hours to clean the mess up. Pippin's towing hauled off the tractor trailer, and traffic was diverted from 67 to stay on 55. MoDOT and Highway Patrol handled all the traffic stuff. The Jefferson County Health Department apparently disposed of the spilt beer. We're all wondering how. Then, one week later. 
It happened again. Another large vehicle hauling a trailer toppled over while on the on-ramp from southbound I-55 to southbound Highway 67. And it was a haul of large amount of wood planks. Well, this year, it seems like more than any years, police officers have to be ready for anything. Crystal City Police Chief Chad Helm says one of his officers had to play doctor back in July. Officer Jack Montgomery not only helped deliver a baby, he was able to administer life-saving techniques as well. baby had some complications, and he was able to uh, basically give first aid to the baby and help save the baby's life. So I just think that's uh, obviously a big deal. So he knows this award's coming, and um, again, we like to give praise to the people on the front lines. They're doing a great job. A pair of former Antonio firefighters received a similar award that month after helping two people escape out of a vehicle on fire following a traffic crash. Art and A.J. Kramer were visiting a home nearby, heard the crash, and they pressed into action. Jefferson County Sheriff's deputies can now roll up their sleeves, not just to work, but to show off their sleeves. Deputies with the deputies with arm tattoos will no longer be forced to cover them while on duty. Sheriff Dave Marshak says many of his men are former military who have armed forces themed tats. An earthquake of 2.2 magnitude registered on the Richter scale Friday, July 10th in Jefferson County. The U.S. Geological Survey says the quake was centered just southeast of DeSoto city limits next to Fulcum Road near Fulcum Meadows Road. The small earthquake struck at 1.10 in the afternoon. Two people reported it to the USGS that they felt it. No injuries or damage was reported. In August, the Jefferson County Council approved their first county medical marijuana dispensary, and it will be located on Imperial Main Street. Herculean Police Chief Mark Telgetsky retiring at the end of that month. He was the police chief since 2012 and retires after 42 years of law enforcement. A Hillsborough man was trying to make some bacon when his home went up in flames. It happened on Brittany Lane back in August. Fire Deputy Chief Jason Darian with the Hillsborough Fire Department. We did have to call for some extra manpower just due to the fact it was very hot, very humid, but it was in a very rural area. All the water had to be trucked in. No hydrants were accessible. Unfortunately, the homeowner had fought the fire by himself for what he claimed was 30 minutes before calling 911, which put us in the situation we were in. The fire was put under control within about, I'd say, 20, 30 minutes. The occupant was reportedly cooking bacon when he took a phone call outside, and when he came back inside, the kitchen was on fire. Freedom didn't last long for two chimpanzees who escaped from a Jefferson County sanctuary in August. One of the two had been tranquilized, the other collected by animal control officers. No injuries were reported, and the chimps were to be returned to the sanctuary near Festus. Authorities say they have experience dealing with these situations like this one because the same chimpanzees made a break for freedom just a few weeks prior. A train derailed at the crossing near Larry Kreitz Memorial Park, formerly West City Park, in August. Seven cars derailed right at West City Park, and as you go north on the railroad tracks, there were three more derailed cars about a quarter of a mile north of the uh, Railroad crossing at West City Park, and then probably a mile north of that was some other cars that were off the tracks, but they hadn't turned over. Thankfully, Police Chief of Festus, Tim Lewis, said the initial survey showed no public property damage and civilians were unharmed. We've talked to the engineers and conductors on the train. Uh, they said everything was operating normal until all of a sudden an emergency, whatever they have on their system that activates emergencies, came on. But uh, as of this point, we don't think there's any injuries, just a lot of spilled gravel on the highway. Roads were closed for several days for cleanup. 
The monument that was made to celebrate Jefferson County's bicentennial officially came in in August of 2020. The monument's arrival comes two years after the county celebrated its 200th birthday. Bernard Laban is the president of the Jefferson County Historical Society. He explains why the delay. The thing is, it's been sitting for over a year in Columbus, Ohio, because just trying to find the right place to put this monument, to put this stone for the bicentennial celebration. COVID slowed us down when it came in. So we finally came to a decision where it's going. It's going in front of the administration building off Maple Street out in Hillsboro. So it's going to go in front on the right-hand side. It's a beautiful stone. Due to the coronavirus, no celebration ceremony was planned. A fallen tree outside a home in Peebley killed a woman during a severe thunderstorm in August. The woman was attempting to move a car when the tree fell. Dunkland Fire Department was called to the scene, but the woman was already deceased. The Festus 8 Theater got back to showing new releases for the first time in several months in September. The Christopher Nolan film, Tenet, was the first to hit the silver screen when they reopened. All I have for you is a word. Tenet. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. Use it carefully. Exciting. Of course, seating arrangements for social distance and all the other precautions were taking place. Hephaestus Main Street business that had been open for 40 years closed its doors this year in August. Metro Hallmark Store owner Chris Hagen says it's certainly bittersweet. They come in kind of sad, kind of apprehensive, and then they leave, you know, kind of kind of happy because, you know, stores like ours have been going out of business, you know, for about the past seven years. We were just lucky to be in a community like this that kept supporting us. We, we just can't make it work anymore. We're going to rent the building out to somebody sometime in the near future, hopefully. And it'll be something that the public wants to support. And Hallmark stores across the United States are just not anything that they want to support anymore. Hagen sold the office supply into the business to Pedro's Planet a few years ago. The location also used to be a JCPenney catalog store, but that partnership ended several years ago. Metro Hallmark locked its doors for good in October. A local Purple Heart recipient has a new home thanks to a national nonprofit organization. On May 4, 2010, Army Sergeant Nathan Schumacher of Hillsborough was hit by an enemy mortar in Kanar Province, Afghanistan. The attack resulted in the loss of his left leg and damage to the right leg. Teresa Franco Verity with Homes for Our Troops says they built him a custom home adapted to his needs in August of this year. So these homes, they have over 40 special adaptations, such as roll-under sinks, floor countertops, automatic doors, which are enable our veterans to be in their homes with their wheelchairs, and everything's fully accessible. And then the main point of our organization is that these homes enable the veterans to rebuild our lives. So once they move in, they're able to continue moving forward after recovery. Now now medically retired, Sergeant Schumacher enjoys spending time outside with his wife Missy and their two children. A building collapsed near a busy intersection in DeSoto late September. It happened right next to Fish's DeSoto Express gas station at Main Street and West Miller Street. The 130-year-old building is partially occupied by Barney's Frozen Foods. Thankfully, no one was in the building when it caved. Who knew we had some Italian heritage in Jefferson County? 15-year-old Danielle Catron 
was announced the winner of the 2020 Junior Miss Italian St. Louis. All of the entries were done online to the Hill Neighborhood Association, who's put on the contest for the last 25 years. Catron received a $250 scholarship and officially be an Italian cultural ambassador. And she's Sicilian, if you were curious. As the November firearms portion of deer hunting was getting started here in Missouri, local authorities were reminding hunters to not hunt on private property without permission and never hunt or shoot within city limits. you think that would never happen, but guess what? Crystal City Police Captain Mike Pernot says one such incident occurred with hunters. They were on the river, just hopped out on private property, ended up shooting a pretty nice-sized buck. It just happened to be that somebody had witnessed it. And again, that's in the city limits of Crystal City, and they actually shot towards the city. It wasn't like they were shooting out towards the Mississippi. They were shooting towards where the city is, which is just kind of goofy. I mean, there's woods there, but you have to be able to use your head and think, hmm, that's probably not a good decision. Missouri Department of Conservation was notified. Police confiscated the hunter's gun and seized other evidence. The man was also issued a summons for trespassing and discharging a firearm within city limits. Our final How About That story happened in November. Starts with a question from Facebook. Where's Walter? Well, it's finally been answered. The golden retriever back with his owner after going missing in Arnold a year ago. Kate Olson was visiting her family in suburban St. Louis for Thanksgiving in 2019, when Walter slipped out of his collar and ran away. Olson remained in Missouri for weeks, searching for him, and posted flyers with about her missing pet. She finally had to return home, but she got good news. In mid-November, a Belleville, Illinois group called Lost Paws Trapping found Walter and returned him to Olson that week. None the worse for wear. Jeffco this year, 2020. How about that? I'm Stuart McMillan. This is KJF News.